Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. Hopefully, feeling like Rick Ross today. Hopefully, you're feeling like a boss. Now, today, jumping into the UFC Vegas 59, thoughts and comments. So, basically, a live reaction to the card. Now, I've already seen the prelims. This card, of course, headlined by Jamal Hill, Tiago Santos. Got a huge co main event as well Vicente Luque, Jeff Neal. Some Ultimate Fighter finales. And one of my favorite fighters in the UFC in Terence McKinney. Now, I've jumped through the preliminary card as well. We're just about to start the main card. And if you haven't heard the thoughts and comments before, basically I do a preview and predictions podcast. And this is to get some hindsight. So a lot of questions asked in the preview. Thoughts and comments is all about getting some answers to that and watching it all play out. Now, having a look at the preliminary card action, all stoppages in the four fights. Now, we saw two fights get scratched, Ariane Lipsky and Priscilla Cachoeira, as well as Jason Witt and Josh Quinlan. So a bit of a smaller card, this one. Only four fights on the preliminary section. Three first-round finishes. Now, at the end, I'll go through my performance of the night, bonuses and little highlights like that. And I'll also be posting them over on the Instagram at Not Just a Sports Report. Now, before the main card starts, what I'll do is just go through a rapid look at the preliminary action. And it was a bit of an awkward start to the proceedings. I'd barely even settled into my chair. In fact, I hadn't. And then there was an innocuous submission win for Myra Bueno Silva, who was very emotional. She insists that Stephanie Egger tapped out. But, like, you couldn't see it on the camera. And it was really confusing, like... Yeah, it wasn't a clear... You couldn't see her tap out. But Myra Bueno Silva clearly felt a tap, and she let go. Herb Dean said that he saw it, and one of the judges said that they definitively saw a tap. So it was a bit of a weird way to open the card, but I will pay it. Full credit to Myra Bueno Silva, who got the win by a submission and is the first fighter to have ever stopped Stephanie Egger. So that one, definitely interesting as to what happened there, but I will give full credit to Myra Bueno Silva. She got the win, she felt the tap, and experts and a lot of the people who, you know, fighters and people who've been in those positions many a times, I'm not hearing any argument on Egger's side. So full credit to Myra Bueno Silva, an emotional win for her to start the card, and that, that was wrong. I had, for me, anyway, my picks. I had Stephanie Egger. So that was a deflating start. But Mara Bueno Silva really starting to look her best version of herself at women's bantamweight. Then we went to women's strawweight action. Corey McKenna, injury-free, looked a lot better. Her best performance to date, getting the round two submission over Miranda Granger, who was... Totally dominated in the grappling exchanges. She didn't pose as much danger as I had highlighted in the preview. 
And I took Corey McKenna by decision. So I had McKenna head to head. Um, I didn't get the method, but overall very impressed with McKenna getting that stoppage finish. All stoppages on the prelims. So I talked about how the preliminary card was going to be the perfect way to set the tone for a fantastic main card. And it's exceeded my expectations early. Then after that, this is definitely going to be one of my performance of the nights at the end of the card. Brian Battle, the ultimate fighter winner, dropping down to welterweight and getting the knockout in 44 seconds. It was incredible. It immediately announced Brian Battle at 170 and he called out Ian Gary or Brian Barbarena, which are both fights that I would love to see. I'm a huge fan of Brian Battle, so I really enjoyed that. 44 seconds in, he just kind of clipped Takashi Sato and then came up with a high kick and just kicked him in the head and knocked him out. And it was, yeah, it was really impressive. Now, Brian Battle, he seems like he's found a perfect fit for himself at welterweight, and it definitely seems like he's kept a lot of his power. So, Brian Battle, the performance of the night so far, 44-second knockout over Takashi Sato. That's really, really impressive from Brian Battle. After that, we had the featured prelim, and it looks like that's Korea, at least in the UFC, done for Smiling Sam Elvey. Nothing but respect for him. I love his attitude, and I can't knock what he's done. Taken so many short-notice fights. He's been in contentious decision losses. He's fought some of the toughest guys. The UFC has to offer and he's had over 50 pro fights so nothing but respect to Sam Alvey um yeah I'm not gonna say anything I know that some people bag him because yeah he's hasn't won in a long time but no he keeps smiling I love Sam Alvey so respect to him good luck in whatever is next to him but for Michael Olazacek he just had his Polish power on display got the knockout in under two minutes and the intent was there right from the word go. Olazacek was out of the gates, he was rushing Elve, and he was just throwing bombs. So we saw Smiling Selve, Sam Elve, Smiling Selve, he got dropped, and yeah, he got dropped a couple of times, but then eventually he got dropped with a really big one. Olazacek, like Battle, moving down a weight class, and Michael Olazacek now showing that he could be a prospect to watch in the welterweight division, in the middleweight division, my bad. <laughs> Got my divisions mixed up. But that was the prelims card. Now it is time to jump into the main card. We've got five fights headlined by light heavyweight action. And in our opener, we've got one of my favorite fighters in the UFC, Terence McKinney, T-Rex. And look, I'm gonna make this short because I need to make sure I catch this fight. This may only last a matter of seconds. And we've got Eric Gonzalez opposing McKinney, looking for his first win inside the UFC, coming off his loss on debut to Jim Miller, who has the most wins in UFC history. So now for Gonzalez, a very interesting test. And Terence McKinney, he was one of my top prospects going into this card. I'm expecting a performance of the night finish. And in my prediction, I went Terence McKinney by first round knockout. I can see submission as well, but I'm thinking first round knockout. What I do know is that I cannot wait to watch this fight. So 
Now I'm gonna sit down, make sure I do not miss a second in this one, and I will be back after this lightweight main card opener, UFC Vegas 59. We've got T-Rex Terrence McKinney up against Eric the Ghost Pepper Gonzalez. got a spare moment they're just about to make the walkout so i haven't seen the fight yet but if you listen to the preview podcast you'll know look the prelims parlay multi didn't get up stephanie egger it was an awkward start to the card as i said but just before we start this main card if you listen to the preview and predictions card then maybe you'll be following the not just a sports report main card parlay here it is, a bit of an updated one, given that McKinney shifts onto the main card. So the first leg of six legs, we've got Terence McKinney to win this fight in round one up against Gonzalez, that to be either submission or knockout. Then in one that I'm actually really unsure about, I've gone Sergei Spivak head-to-head over Augusto Sakai, that is the second leg. Then another one I'm very unsure about, I actually didn't watch the Ultimate Fighters' most recent season. I've taken Juliana Killer-Miller by points, so I've got her winning by decision over Brogan Walker, who got to the finals dealing with injury and is now injury-free, so that is definitely a danger leg in this main card parlay. Then in the heavyweight fight, Mo Usman Zagpanga, I've gone for the fight to start round two, so yes, for the fight to start round two, $1.36 odds. Co-main event, Vicente Luque head-to-head. Also quite nervous about that one, to be honest. And then in the main event, Jamal Sweet Dreams Hill by knockout. As I said on the podcast in the preview one, uh, $30 on that, paying $600 in return. So look, now I did the rapid prelims pick, so we didn't ride the preliminary card parlay. But let's have a bit of fun here, shall we? If you were following it from last night's podcast, then good luck to you. And if you weren't, that's all G. But let's just get let's get a bit of a taste. I'll throw it out there. And if it goes shit, then maybe we know to stay away from these parlays. But here we go. This is the six-legger. And starting off for this opening fight, I've got Terrence McKinney to win in the first round. So... That is the first leg of the Not Just a Sports Report parlay for UFC Vegas 59's main card. Terence McKinney to get it done in round one. They are about to make the walk. I will be back in a moment with my thoughts and comments. Just like that, another first round finish. This one not straight out of the gates. We saw McKinney. He came flying with some fists early. And look, Gonzalez to his credit, he rocked McKinney with a punch there, somewhere in there. But Terence McKinney, he ends up taking the back of Eric Gonzalez and just this crazy submission. Just having a look, sorry if my my head's just turned away from the recording device. Uh, So yeah, he's kind of like jumped on the back and Gonzalez was scrambling. They're still standing as well. And then Terence McKinney just wraps his feet around. He's got the neck of Gonzalez and just cranking it. Absolutely cranking it. That is a successful start to the Not Just a Sports Report main card parlay. That is a first round finish. Terence McKinney continues to prove that he is a star on the rise. I would love to see him face Paddy the Baddy next, 
But what I'm going to do, I'm very excited. He's one of my top prospects. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to listen to the interview. I want to see what Terence McKinney has to say, and I'll check back. We'll see if he has any names on his agenda. But a first round submish, submish. I'll keep that in. That was ridiculous. There you go. There's a new fucking word for your ear holes. First round submission win for Terence McKinney. He continues this role that he's on. Obviously coming off that loss to Drew Dober, but still so much hype around this top prospect. First round submission for Terence McKinney. I'll check back after the interview. All right, just check the interview. Terence McKinney, he said he either wants to be on the Charles Oliveira Islam card or MSG. I believe that's the November card. And he called out Paddy the Batty. Said the fans want to see it. Let's do it. I want to see it. I'm sure you want to see it. I think that would be epic, given the hype of Paddy the Batty. But then, you know, heading into that one, the anticipation that that could end in the first few seconds, like, you know McKinney is going to come rushing out of the gates. Paddy the Batty himself is an exciting fighter. They've both proven that they are ready for a step up in terms of competition. And I think matchmaking-wise, they perfectly suit each other. So I think that's the match to make. Let's put that on pay-per-view, most definitely. That has main card vibes all over it. Terence McKinney, Paddy the Batty Pimblet. That's what I want to see. I think that's what the fans want to see. Could that be next? We will have to wait and see. But Terence McKinney getting a hugely exciting win. Potentially 50000 extra dollars lining his pockets as well. Terence McKinney, Paddy the Batty. That is the fight that I want to see next. But the actual fight that I'm quite literally going to see next, well, that's our next fight on this main card. It's been reshuffled. I'll just have to have a look. Are we up to the Ultimate Fighter finals already? No, we're not. Of course, the heavyweight fight. Top 15 spot on the line. This one I had trouble picking, but I went Sergei Spivak over Augusto Sakai. By knockout, just given that Spivak's won me some money before. And Augusto Sakai, though, he's a danger matchup here. I am very wary of him. And if we want to look into this, obviously, top 15 spot, as I mentioned, on the line. If we check the main card, Parley. Well, first leg of that, correct. Terence McKinney wins in the first round. Now in this one, for the Not Just a Sports Report main card, Parley... For the next one, we will be chairing Sergei Spivak head-to-head, or at least I will be. So he can win by decision, submission, knockout. I don't mind. Just don't lose, Sergei. That one is definitely a danger one, and there are a few of them along this parlay. But it's very interesting. It is very interesting. Obviously, for the winner, they are a ranked heavyweight, and they can start to build off of that. But for the loser, especially in Sakai's case... All of a sudden, you may find yourself in purgatory. So it's a really vital clash for both of these guys. For the parlay, we've just got Sergei Spivak head-to-head. My official prediction was Sergei Spivak by knockout. But this one, all around, bit of a danger matchup. So we'll see how it plays out. I'm going to check back in a moment after I've sat down and watched this heavyweight scrap. Top 15 spot in the rankings. That is what is at stake here. Sergei Spivak, previously unranked, backing him in to get the win here. Or previously ranked, sorry. Now he's unranked. English, what the fuck? 
Um, but Augusto Sakai, he is ranked. He's in 14th spot, but he's sliding. Who's going to get the win? I say Spivak, but not too sure. Sakai, I still think he's got some fight left in him. So going to sit down, watch this heavyweight fight. I'll be back in a moment with my thoughts. And you guessed it, my comments. Spivak gets either a knockout or submission. I was actually just about to start recording because Sakai looked like he was in danger. I turned around to put my little code into my laptop and there's been a finish. I think TKO slash knockout. So that's actually good. I had a little side play on Sergei to win specifically by knockout. Just checking the replay. Tossed him down. Absolutely tossed him down to the ground. And yeah, he was just wearing away on top of Sakai. I think it was a TKO, but yeah, I looked away for one moment. Bloody hell. With this Spivak as well, he'll enter the top 15. And I'm, yeah, just double checking. There we go. Yeah, it was TKO. So just ground and pound, absolutely hammering down. And yeah, a phenomenal, phenomenal display from Sergei Spivak, who pretty much that entire fight was the dominant fighter over the close to 10 minutes. And there we go, another correct pick. So only one head-to-head -head wrong so far. I believe, what's that, like five and one head-to-head -head record so far on this card. So going well. Of course, Sergei Spivak by knockout was my pick, so happy with that. Once again, he's delivering a bit of money for me, Sergei Spivak. So I'm definitely going to keep my eye as to what's next for him. He enters the top 15, so as for what's next... Most likely another ranked opponent. Whilst for Sakai, if he has another fight in the UFC, which I presume he will, then I think it's going to be up against an unranked prospect as like a test. Sakai will be that test. And if Sakai can win, then maybe he'll be able to re-enter the fray. Or is that the last we've seen of Augusto Sakai in the top 15? Look, what I do know is that our main card, Parley, continues on now the first leg we had mckinney to win in the first round he did that then in this fight i had sergey spivak head to head he's done that so we are two from six four to go and up next well this is the one the biggest danger match out of all of them this one the biggest odds to really boost that multi up so this is really, realistically, the clutch one as far as the parlay goes. That is the ultimate fighter. Team Nunes up against Team Pena. We are going to crown a women's flyweight champion. Not in the UFC, but of the ultimate fighter. And they are going to earn a UFC contract. We've got Juliana Killer-Miller and Brogan Walker, an Invicta FC veteran who has the experience and level of competition edge. This is going to be an interesting fight. Now, I didn't watch the Ultimate Fighter 30, to be honest, so I had not much insight comparatively to knowing about everyone else on the card. These two Ultimate Fighter ones were the tricky ones for me, so I kind of just had a couple of shots in the dark based on my research and a little bit of tape. And I've gone with Juliana Miller, and women's flyweight is typically the one that gets me every time. The one that I just cannot seem 
out of any division to nail. So I really don't know. This is the danger one for the parlay. A woman's flyweight ultimate fighter is about to be crowned. Will it be Brogan Walker? Now injury free and I think should be the favorite in this one. Up against Juliana Miller, who what she lacks in experience, she definitely brings to the table in promise, potential and star power. So I am very interested as to how this final goes. Specifically for the parlay, decision win for Juliana Miller. So I'm going to go a specific method here. Definitely going to be watching with a vested interest in Juliana Miller's performance. Let's try and get, let's try get it done. Let's try nail the toughest leg of this main card parlay. We need it to go the distance. And at the end, I am hoping, and that is all I can do at this point, after having not even watched the season, I am hoping for this main card parlay and for my official prediction in this fight from my preview and predictions, I'm hoping Juliana Miller gets this one done by decision. So going to tune in to the Women's Flyweight Ultimate Fighter, we're going to crown a champion. For Team Nunes, we have Brogan Walker. For Team Pena, we have the one I'm going on here, Juliana Miller. And the more I talk about it, the more I am intrigued. Going to be very nervous over that 15 minutes. So I will touch back. Let's let's go main card parlay. Here we go. This is the toughest leg. Let's go, Juliana Miller. And if you haven't heard thoughts and comments before, this is not so much like an analysis. I'm allowed to be a bit biased. There are bets involved. Not always, but sometimes. And best of luck to Brogan Walker. If she wins, congratulations to her. And I will talk about that and pay her the same respect as if I would Juliana Miller. But let's go main card parlay. Juliana Miller by decision. Is this going to go the distance? Is Miller going to get it done? Or is the now injury-free veteran an initial favorite of Ultimate Fighter going in? In many people's eyes, Brogan Walker, is she going to have her moment? This is a tough one. I am really unsure on this. 50-50 matchup. I'll be back at the end of this one with my thoughts and comments. Also, just a slightly comical note. I'm just watching the little preview before they walk out. And Juliana Miller, her nickname is Killer. Killer Miller. And yeah, they, this preview is like funky trumpet, like down, down, that's not trumpet, I know, but like down, 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 that's definitely not trumpet, uh, but that kind of like, do, 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 I'm like, and then she's like, I'm Killer Miller, and then she's like, you can follow me on this and see me traveling and stuff, I was like, that, that's funny, like, nothing wrong with that, but yeah, I just thought the funky, like, with like, yeah, traveling, woo, I was like, holy shit, Killer Miller, we're not seeing the killer side there, most definitely, which are uh, interesting. Is that an omen? How is she going to travel in this one? I'm not sure. But yeah, I don't know why I included this. I just thought the, yeah, the music was rogue. The music was a bit rogue. But now they're previewing Brogan Walker. So we'll see. I'll check back after the fight. But yeah, rogue music selection, hype selection. So much so that, yeah, I just thought it was noteworthy. So now let's get into the women's flyweight finale. I'll check back once we have a winner. 
Okay, last minute of the fight. Miller is trying to finish this. Oh, she's finished it. There we go. Oh, damn. The decision is off. Yeah, I decided to tune in right at the end there. She was hammering down. Keith Peterson was taking a look. He was taking a look. So, unfortunately, the main card parlay ends. But Juliana Miller gets the win. It's another successful head-to-head -head pick. I had her winning. And she really announces herself. She was dominant throughout the fight. Over eight minutes of control time. Juliana Killer Miller. She is the ultimate fighter. Women's flyweight winner. So congratulations to her. Unfortunately the main card parlay didn't get up. But I'm not sour about that. Huge win for Killer Miller. And she may get a mention. At the end of the card. When I go through the performance highlights. So we'll have to wait and see. But that is one of our two ultimate fighter finales. Juliana Miller. Really announcing herself over the experienced Brogan Walker. Huge win. Congratulations to Miller. But now there is another Ultimate Fighter finale. We have the heavyweight decider between the two top picks from Juliana Pena's team in Season 30. Zach Panger and Mo Usman. Brother of welterweight champion Kamaru. This is interesting. Now I've gone Zach Panger by decision in this one, in my official pick. But again, I didn't watch The Ultimate Fighter. I am quite wary of Mo Usman. I definitely think he could take this one out. But so far, overall, only one head-to-head -head wrong. I want to keep that one and not make it a two. So I want to get all the rest of the picks right in these next, I believe it's three fights after this. So I want to get all my picks right head-to-head. -head. So I've taken Zach Pounger head-to-head. I am nervous about this one up against Mo Usman, and I've gone Zach by decision. So going to tune in, watch this heavyweight finale, and let's crown a second ultimate fighter, shall we? With the first being our women's flyweight ultimate fighter, Juliana Killer Miller. I'll be back in a moment after this heavyweight clash. Muhammad Usman is the ultimate fighter. He was so pumped up, just starched. Absolutely starched his opponent in Zach Pahanga. We have our heavyweight winner. That is Mo Usman. There were doubts cast around this man. He was the sizable underdog. And he's come up and done it. The Usman brothers, the first brothers in history to both win the ultimate fighter. We've seen what Kamaru's done since winning the Ultimate Fighter. Now, what could Muhammad Usman do? Really interested to see that going forward. I, I hope for the best for him. So that was one wrong. I picked Zach Paonga in that one, but I'm so impressed with that finish from Muhammad Usman. He's impressed at Ultimate Fighter level, but now, next up, the real challenge begins. He's passed his first test, but next up, He's going to be up against a UFC fighter, and I am very intrigued as to who they matchmake him with. Mo Usman, he is the Ultimate Fighter heavyweight winner. As I got a bit lost, I was watching a bit of the preview. Now we have what I am predicting to be the fight of the night. This having major implications for the top 10 and even top 5. 
when you talk about the welterweight division. You have Vicente Luque, a known fight finisher, one of the most exciting fighters in the UFC, in this welterweight co-main event up against Jeff Hands of Steel Neal, who is ranked 13th. Vicente Luque is 6th, but he's in title contention. He's just coming off that loss against Bilal Muhammad, so he cannot afford another one here. He's looking to win, immediately re-establish himself back in the title picture, but he is going to have to defend his position inside that top 10 up against Jeff Neal in what is the biggest fight of his career. I know one thing for certain, you can expect fireworks in this one. I've gone Vicente Luque by knockout. I also think, look, I'm really not sure. I can see this going any different way. I could see Luque winning by any method, submission, knockout, or decision. And I think for Jeff Neal, I can see him winning by decision or by knockout. So still, a lot of things that could potentially happen in this co-main event, but they are about to kick off, so we don't have to ask too many questions. In a moment, I am going to have the answers. Welterweight co-main event, Vicente Luque defending his spot inside that top 10. Jeff, hands of steel, Neil. How's this one going to go down? We'll have to wait and see. And I'll be back at the end of this one with my thoughts and comments. Actually, the boys making the walk for the main event. Once again, I like to get sucked in to the action. But in the co-main, Jeff Neal with a knockout. The official true arrival as a contender in the welterweight division. Jeff Neal with a third round knockout. And that is why they call him Hands of Steel. So now you would have to assume Jeff Neal moves into that number six spot. He made a call out of Gilbert Burns who's been trying to get Jorge Masvidal to agree to fight him. And as for what's next for Jeff Neal, well, I am really intrigued now. Welterweight, definitely heating up. You've obviously got the title fight. You've got Sean Brady up against Bilal Muhammad. You've got the rise of someone like Shavkat Rachmanov. It's going off. It's absolutely going off at Welterweight. And then our co-main event, Jeff Neal. Huge moment for him. Biggest win of his career. He really stepped up and we are starting to see Jeff Neal reach the peak of his powers. So exciting times for Neal. For Vicente Luque, that is two straight losses to top prospects. And he now finds himself sliding. Will be very interesting to see if he can hold on to his position in the top 10. But given how stacked everything is right now at 170 pounds... He may have to get back in the cage as soon as he possibly can because there are a lot of fighters starting to make their run. And of course, well, we've had a, a, an answer, an answer to our question as far as who's closer to working their way into title contention. Well, going into this one, Vicente Luque was. Now, that is Jeff Neal. He's knocking on the door one or two fights away, potentially. There are a lot of beasts in this division, though. Let's not forget Kamzat Chemayev, Nate Diaz. We, of course, have Colby Covington. He's always someone that you have to consider that you may have to fight before you get that title shot, at the very least. You've got Leon Edwards, who's taking on Kamaru Usman. 
Oh, Welterweight. It is absolutely popping off. Jeff Neal putting his name right in the mix. And now it is time to jump into our light heavyweight main event. Does Tiago Santos still have it? Has he got anything left? If there is a fight that is going to show what he's got left, it is this one. Up against Jamal Hill, who he's been calling the Apex Sweet Dream Stadium. I've taken Jamal Hill by knockout in this one. A lot of people have. Tiago Santos, his last few main events, in many people's eyes, respectfully, have been boring. So very intrigued with this one. This, this is going to be a lot of fun. I've taken Jamal Hill by knockout. And there are major implications for the light heavyweight division, which is one where I see the most potential movement over the next couple of years. A lot of movement in the light heavyweight division. And we're going to see some contenders emerge from outside of the top 15, I believe. And it's going to be interesting. Which veterans, the likes of Glover, Jan Blahovic, Tiago Santos, will they retire in the next couple of years? Are they going to go on a bit of a slide? Or are they going to get these wins in the next fights that really put them right back in title contention? Or for Glover, potentially Jan, they could win the title right then and there. So it is highly intriguing, this one. I like Jamal Hill. I think he can eventually earn his way to a title shot. I'm a huge fan. Tiago Santos, I'm a huge fan of as well. We have to see. What does Tiago Santos have in this one? They are about to fight. So I'm going to sit down and watch this main event. Very keen. UFC Vegas 49. We've got the sixth ranked Tiago Santos. I believe he's sixth. I may have to double check that. No, there's not enough time. And Jamal Hill, he is in 10th spot. So he is starting to make a real run for that top five. We've seen Anthony Smith. He's coming off a loss. He is injured as well. So look, Jamal Hill, like for Jeff Neal, how he had his arrival moment, well, this could be the true legitimate arrival as a main event player. And we saw that up against Johnny Walker, but now this is it. This is a big time light heavyweight clash. I'll be back at the end of this one, taking Jamal Sweet Dreams Hill by knockout, and I'll check back at the end with my thoughts and comments. All right, Jamal, Sweet Dreams Hill, tested more than ever, taken to round four for the very first time, but he gets the knockout finish. Massive win for Jamal Hill. For Tiago Santos, he fought valiantly. I was happy with his effort, but Jamal Hill, it seems as though now is his time. He should make that move now in the rankings with the round four finish. Massive, massive for him. He calls it Sweet Dream Stadium. Well, he delivered once again. And now Light Heavyweight has a serious problem on their hands. Tiago Santos was ranked 6th. And when you consider Anthony Smith is ranked 5th and he's coming off a loss and is injured. Alexander Rakic coming off a loss as well. I think we see Jamal Hill move into the top 5. I'm going to call it. I think he moves into fifth position. Now, I don't know what Rakic's situation is. He's probably injured. Dominic Reyes. I'm not exactly sure. I haven't heard any fight announcements. That could be a really interesting one. Jamal Hill, Dominic Reyes. You've got Magomed Ankalaev, Jan Blahovic. But 
I think with that, we see Jamal Hill move into the top five. And with that, 100% finish rate across this whole card. Not one fight going to decision. How good. A fantastic day, Australian time, of fights. I thoroughly enjoyed it all. So what I'm going to do now to wrap everything up, I'll quickly go through the results again. I had a 7-3 head-to-head record today. Um, and we'll just quickly check the results. And then I'll go through my performance highlights. And then we'll wrap it up. So we kicked off the card, Myra Bueno Silva, with that really rogue way to start the day. Submission victory over Stephanie Egger. Then Corey McKenna. She put her best performance forward to date. Absolutely dominating Miranda Granger on the way to a round two submission victory. Then Brian Battle. Absolutely massive victory. In under a minute, he got the knockout over Takashi Sato. Brian Battle is going to be a serious threat at 170 pounds. Then in our featured prelim, it looks like that is the last we will see of Smile and Sam Elve. Nothing but respect, but Michael Olazacek, well, he's dropped down to 185, paying dividends. Excited to see what is next for the Polishman. Then on the main card, Ter- Terence McKinney, T-Rex, getting the round one submission over Eric Gonzalez. Gonzalez now 0-2 in his UFC career. But he's given, been given some really interesting matchups straight off the bat. For McKinney, well, the fight to make up next, no doubt in my mind. McKinney versus Paddy the Batty. Let's make it happen. It will sell tickets. And I, I would love to watch that up next. Then in the heavyweight division, a round two technical knockout for Sergei Spivak over Augusto Sakai. That will move Spivak into the top 15 and will most likely mean that Sakai drops out of the rankings. Then, two Ultimate Fighter winners were crowned, both Team Juliana Pena representatives. Firstly, Juliana Miller, who chased the finish all the way through and got it right toward the end of the fight over Brogan Walker. And didn't she let Brogan Walker know about it after as well? This is a talent to keep an eye on, no doubt. Juliana Miller, the Ultimate Fighter, Women's Flyweight winner. And then in the heavyweight finale, Mo Usman. Huge, huge moment. That is a massive debut inside the promotion. Round two knockout. He had a round and then he just adjusted to what Ponga had to throw at him. There was, yeah, there was really nothing to it other than he just fucking floored him. So Mo Usman, that is a great way to see his UFC career begin. And I'm really intrigued as to who they put him up against next. Then, in the co-main event, Jeff Neal finishing Vicente Luque. That was huge. That is a serious statement from Hands of Steel, who now finds himself... Look, if you think about where Vicente Luque was two fights ago, he was in a really pole position to get one of the next few title shots. There are a lot of really quality guys in line. Luque was in the mix, though. Now that spot belongs to Jeff Neal. He's in the mix along with a lot of these guys. I'll pull up the rankings. I think like a Sean and Brady, Bilal Muhammad, that has a lot of impact on the division going forward. No fight has more impact than the championship match, of course. You've got Colby Covington ranked in first. Comes out Chimaev in the top three. 
Bilal Muhammad, who's fifth, will take on Sean Brady, who's ninth, so that's some top 10 action. Jorge Masvidal, Stephen Thompson, they're at a pretty critical juncture. They're not fighting each other, but both are in a pretty critical point where they could kind of go either way and work their way back into the top five or slide out of the top 10. Vicente Luque was ranked sixth. He now definitely faces a drop. And we see Shavkat Rachmanov, who is making a real big run. He is in 10th. Jeff Neal, formerly 13th. I think he moves to 6th now. So that is a really massive leap forward for Jeff Neal. Finds himself now at the best point of his professional career. So congratulations to Jeff Neal. And looking at Vicente Luque's record as well, that is the only time... He has ever been knocked out across 31 fights. That just goes to show exactly why Jeff's nickname is Hands of Steel. And Neil, well, he provided a huge moment in the co-main event. And then, of course, I just spoke about it before, Jamal Hill arrives in the light heavyweight division. He is now officially in that title mix when you talk about, you know, it's always a bit of a logjam. You've got to work out, okay, who sits where. But as far as title contention goes, Jamal Hill is in those conversations. Now it's just about, okay, well, what fight is next for him? It isn't a title fight. So what is the next logical fight for Jamal Hill? I cannot wait to see who they pair him up against. And he gets the biggest win in Sweet Dream Stadium. Huge moment from Jamal Hill. 100% finish rate across the whole card. So well done to everyone. Well done to absolutely everyone. I wish I could give a performance highlight to everyone. And honestly, everyone deserves it. But I'll go through my little performance highlights now. Starting with Fight of the Night. There was no clear standout. I thought the last two fights of the night, probably the best. I've ended up going with Jamal Hill and Tiago Santos. Four rounds, a lot on the line. Just so much at stake. And Jamal Hill... He delivered Tiago Santos. I thought he stepped up, looked a lot better than he has in recent times. So fight of the night without being a clear standout. I'm going to go the light heavyweight main event. Then my performance bonuses. You get a grand total of $0 for winning these, unfortunately. But Brian Battle. I've been watching him ever since he was on Ultimate Fighter. He was on Team Volkanovski. And I've been following him all the way through. This was by far and away the best he's ever looked. 44 second knockout. Looks very strong at 170 pounds. First performance highlight goes to last season's ultimate middleweight winner. Now a welterweight. That is Brian Battle. Performance of the night knockout. I've gone Jeff Neal. Performance of the night knockout. Nobody's done to Vicente Luque what Hands of Steel did tonight. So Jeff Neal, he absolutely announced himself. Performance of the night knockout for Hands of Steel Neal. And the third performance highlight, Mohamed Usman. Now an Ultimate Fighter winner. Now a UFC heavyweight. And it's going to be really interesting going forward what he can do. But I saw what he could do tonight. And that was his first test. He passed it big time. Just absolutely rolled. Zach Ponger took that O off Ponger's record, handed him his first defeat. He was hugely emotional too. And there's a storyline arc there. 
So, Muhammad Usman, performance of the night, knockout. I mentioned how my fight to make coming off this card, if I could pick just one, and I was given the power just for one, Paddy Pimblett, Terence McKinney, that is what I want to see next. Which leads me into my top prospect. Now, there are two little divisions I kind of have. It's not a list that's written down on paper, but it's in my mind. Now, top prospect, one to watch. One to watch is basically one to watch. One to let's keep an eye on and see how they go. And now we've had a few who've graduated from one to watch into that top prospect category. Terence McKinney, he is my top prospect for this card. He is absolutely on my top prospect list. And as far as my one to watch, well, I was impressed with the arrival of Juliana Killam Miller. So I'm going to slap the tag on Juliana Miller. I'm saying she's one to watch. Those are the performance highlights, as well as my thoughts and comments on the entire card. With that being said, there's not much else to get into now, is there? I've got through all of it. We can now take our minds and start focusing our brain power on next weekend's huge San Diego card, headlined by another massively important divisional battle. In the bantamweight division, we have Marlon Chito Vera up against Dominic Cruz, one of, if not the greatest bantamweight of all time, huge main event, championship title shot opportunities. There are implications for that. And the card as a whole, look, there were some scratchings. There's been some movements. I think it's going to be an awesome card, just like this one. I'll be releasing the preview and predictions a bit earlier in the week this week. Uh, the prelims are going to be rapid. I already actually have a fair idea of where I'm going for most of the fights. So I think the prelims are actually going to be very quick for my preview and predictions. We'll see how the main card goes. It should be a bit longer. But I think I know mostly I'll do a bit of extra study and tape since I have the time. But I think mostly I already know the way I'm going to go for next weekend's fights, which I've never really had this before. Where I'm just feeling very confident. So I'll iron that out during the week. You will hear from me with the UFC thoughts and comments for the San Diego card. And of course, next Sunday, thoughts and comments. I'll sit down like I did today and review the entire San Diego card. With that being said, that is UFC Vegas 59 thoughts and comments. If you enjoyed the podcast, do not forget to follow us on Instagram at not just a sports report. And of course, follow us on whatever podcast platform you're listening on you'll be able to see as soon as all this new UFC content drops, working on a lot. I've got a lot of stuff coming out, not just today, tomorrow, next day, and a lot of stuff starting to come up on the Instagram, both posts, stories, yada, 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 yada. I've yarded enough. It's time for you to enjoy whatever you were doing. Enjoy. I'm going to go. I don't know what I'm going to do. i got more podcasting to do, actually. I got some NRL stuff, so plenty to do. I'm sure you got plenty to do as well, so I will leave you to it. Thoughts and comments. Thank you for listening.